podcast this is the regular season finale podcast i'm very happy here i am your host zach i'm joined as always by josh josh how are you doing hey zach i'm all right doesn't sound like you're doing so great um i will say for the record so everybody knows this is being recorded monday night we are starting at about eight o'clock so we do not know the outcome of this future game but josh really doesn't need to know the outcome to know that his chances of winning are pretty slim this week yeah, I mean, Mark Andrews isn't getting 40 points, so uh, I lost, which is a heartbreaker. You know, I, I was really wanting a shot at the, uh, the the playoffs, just a shot at it. Just a week 13, good old-fashioned, go out there and see what can happen. But now, uh, pretty much my whole world's flipped upside down, and I'm looking at the bottom four and hoping that uh, some of these teams, like Joe and Brand, find a way to lose yet tonight. Maybe wishing for a lot there, but... Maybe. Maybe not, though. I mean, we'll see. It's it's a lot, but also it's conceivable. Like, depending on how this game goes, it could definitely happen. So, Well, let's talk about that first. Since we actually kind of have the luxury of talking about a live game right before it happens, obviously when you all hear this, you'll know the results, but these are just going to be our thoughts. Um, the first matchup that kind of matters this week uh, in the general standings is going to be Charlie versus Zach. Yeah. Do you remember how many points Charlie needs from Cooper Cup and Lamar Jackson? Charlie needs 41 points between the two. Honestly, very doable. It is. I mean, Lamar Jackson's been like the MVP, and it wouldn't be crazy to say Lamar Jackson drops 30 points. Like, that's that's happened. I don't know how many times. In fact, I'll look it up quick. Two, three, four, five times. And... He's actually dropped 30 in the last two weeks. 50% of the time in his game, it's 30 points. So if he drops 40, is it really hard to see Cooper Cup getting 10? No, not exactly. But, you know, it's also a lot of points. So I guess, like I said, we'll have to wait and see. 100%. The reason why that matters so much, obviously, not really for Charlie. 
you could kind of read into it. I really don't care about that shit. It is the fact that Zach Brand is currently sitting at four and seven, and he dropped a really fat 133-ish this week, which, if he gets a win with it, puts him heavily out of Sacco contention. He will have the most points for out of everybody eligible to be in the Sacco Bowl. Uh, that would be a huge leg up for him going into a tough week next week where he has to play Alex Fear. I know, Josh, from your perspective, you are definitely rooting for Charlie to pull this one off. Yes, I absolutely am. Uh, if I can keep that uh, one game advantage uh, over him, I would be thrilled. But like I said, I, and weirdly enough, I'm rooting for Charlie not just this week, but next week also. He gets Danny. So Very true. I'm constantly rooting for Charlie to just clean up these guys here and help keep me out of the bottom four as much as, much as possible. Charlie's biggest fan this week. Um, mm -hmm. But the other matchup that we do really want to kind of key on uh, as this game is about to take place tonight is going to be the Max Street Boys, Ian at 7-4 and four first, and also Pete the Cat Joe at 4-7. and seven. Joe's going into the evening with uh, roughly a nine-point lead, but Ian is Brandon Cooks who is playing tonight and he just he just needs to cover for him again very doable especially he's a deep threat so it's kind of one one reception could really do it right i mean all it takes is one 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 catch for four yards and a touchdown and that would be a lot to ask for except for this dude's really fast so and if it does happen similar to to the logic last uh with with brand joe stays at that four wins he gets ben next week but joe's been so low on points on total on the yep. season that it would essentially put Joe in the bottom four, I think. Yeah. Joe needs a record to save him. So he needs to get a win here. And honestly, he'd need to get a win next week. He'd need to squeak out a, a wild six and uh, seven. The problem is, is it's kind of dicey this week. And it's definitely dicey for him going into next week as well. He's going to get uh, Ben, who has assured me, I talked to him recently, that he's going to do everything he can to win. But that might not mean much. <laughs> But outside of those two matchups, we obviously know there are other games that might be going into tonight, but those are, are less important or far less likely. Uh, we definitely don't think Mark Ingram's going to drop a 36 ball or something like that. Um, but that'll kind of lead us into where we are next. Obviously, since this is the season finale podcast, we're just going to be talking about final week, the standings, what needs to happen for who, who's safe, who's not, things like that. As I'm sure all of you know, the three people that are 100% safe, that is Charlie, MG, and Dom. Congratulations to them. They're absolutely in the playoffs. Nothing happened this past week that will uh, scare them away from that kind of finish. The first person that is technically not a lock would be Ian. If he does not win this week, it would take a wild uh, points for swing next week, but technically with uh, myself, Alex Crouch, and Ryan Lachey all looking to sit at six and six next week, and him being at uh, seven and five, assuming he loses, we could all end up having the same record if he suffers another loss next week, and it would come down to points for for that fourth and fifth spot in the league. After that, we are going to get into all the six and. Six teams or at least the projected six and six teams i guess i technically can't write off uh, ryan and ben's matchup yet but that is me alex and ryan josh what are your thoughts on us kind of let the people know where everything stands uh for the for us well talked about it before but you have the points lead so basically going into week 13 alex and ryan play each other the winner is going to have seven wins i could potentially play spoiler to you you have to win and you're in so yes um with the six and six teams being Pretty clear cut right there. Should be should be fun. It should be fun. I am honestly. It really sucks that they play each other because one of them's automatically going to get a win. 
There could have been a world if they played somewhere else that all three of us could have lost and I still could have gotten in on points, but now I absolutely have to win. That being said, my points are high enough that if I'm able to pull off a win, I probably scored enough points that I will make it into the playoffs. The next team that we are going to talk about is Alex Fear. He uh, is uh, going to win this week, and that'll put him at five and seven. And then he goes to the next week, could maybe finish at six and seven, which would honestly be insane. Yeah. But he's heavy favorite points for put up a 110 ball this past week or something like that. So he's he's a lock. Um, it is pretty much physically impossible for him to not make the playoffs, which is uh, it's great news for him. Everybody likes to see that kind of comeback story. Live while we got the game going on, does uh, Hollywood Brown matchup for matter for anyone this week? Does that decide uh, any matchups? Yeah, it does, but it was in the matchup we overlooked because no one cared. It's between MG and uh, uh, Dom. Oh, yeah, definitely don't care about that. They're both already in the playoffs. Right, they're already in the playoffs, but oh, shit, Dom's trying to get a seeding change. What's that put, what would that put him at? Um, would, no, it still wouldn't do anything because he's he'd, still he'd losing be, points. Well, he'd be tied with MG, and then if Charlie loses, he'd be tied with Charlie. So he just honestly has a, a pure shot at having the highest record in the league. If he can, <laughs> fucking wild. It would be the, the biggest, best defense in the league I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it man. It would be insane because MG, who is blasting points, currently only has 88 and is projected 94. Dom strikes again. What a fucking world. But going back to the standings, now we'll kind of get into the meat of it. Uh, this is the hot race for Sacco. This is where there are a lot of different comes points for more people eligible for the last playoff spot it really is only three of us uh, myself alex and ryan but for this it gets far more heated the two teams that are pretty much a lock for sacco is luke and ben ben with no points four he's gonna lose this week he's gonna go to four and eight luke who's gonna lose this week and go to three and nine uh, with their points four with their records there is no way that they can outscore or do enough uh, to climb out but then there's a group of four teams who are kind of fighting to stay safe. That is uh, co-host Josh here, that is Zach Brand, that is Dan, and that is Joe. It looks like Dan picked up a crucial win for me this week, never doubted you, favorite team in the league, beat Alex Crouch. Joe is in a heated battle, as we have mentioned with Ian, uh, that really heavily controls his fate. And then you already lost, and then Zach Brand put up a really high total here. Uh, when you're looking at these teams right now, how do you th- see things shaking out here, Josh? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it. Zach has got a monstrous lead on Charlie, and yep. it's going to take a, a, a lot for uh, him to lose that. So he would then take a points lead over me as well as a tied record with me. Uh, he does have Alex Fear, week 13, and Dan, who I am beating in points. But depending on how Gurley and Mark Andrews shake out, uh, yep. Danny's definitely going to put a dent in that points lead, so we're going to get close. He takes on Charlie a tough matchup for him, and then I have you. So, I mean, the thing that sucks, and I really need Joe to lose because, you know, looking at his points four, I've got him beat by 100. So, Oh, yeah. Had had Ian, if, if Ian can pull this out and keep three guys pretty much in the bottom, then, we're, then the three of us are fighting for one spot. And I like my odds a hell of a lot better than Joe somehow sneaking out six wins by by winning this week and then getting the free win against Ben. Getting Ben, that's that's really your worst case scenario. Because if he loses, I mean, he has almost the same amount of points for as Ben. Yeah. 
he'll also be four and eight, and you can ride him into this. He's pretty much he's torched after that. Exactly. And then it would be three between you, Dan, and Zach, just seeing who can outlast one guy for that final fourth spot. Um, And then you would have to like your odds. Dan gets Charlie. That's rough. Zach gets Fear. That's rough. I am obvious. I am the easiest matchup out of all of these matchups. Um, Which is kind of wild because you're right up there too. Yeah. Uh, But I, I mean, I would easily say that Charlie and Fear at this stage have a better team than I do. So you you have the better draw there. And that being said, you could all lose and it would come to points. And like you pointed out, going into this week, you had a 50-point lead on Dan's team. And say Gurley has a good game and Andrews does whatever. Gurley scores 20, Andrews scores 10. That would still mean you have a 20-point leg up on him next week. Um, so if you yeah. both lose, but you maintain those 20 points, you would still bump him down. So this week still has a lot of importance. It's really going to come down to if Brandon Post can catch that lone touchdown. He just has 10 points to get to to put Joe kind of into the shadow realm. Yeah, I really need that to happen. I yes, mean, you do. It's funny. I was I was texting Alex. Um, I honestly don't even know what started the conversation. But, uh, oh, no, it was him. Something about me dropping Trey Edmonds, I think. He was pissed off about which confused me and we got to talking and he's like oh you know he's like i'm not even sure that i'm having fun anymore and I'm- why are you smiling because i love football football's fun fun sir fun sir it's fun yes you sure i think so. now you're thinking first you smile then you think you think football is still fun uh yes sir yes no no sir, sir uh well, it was fun not anymore though is it is uh, it no not by no not by it's now. not fun anymore no. not even a little bit no. Make up your mind. No, no. Think. Since you're thinking, now go on. Think. No, Is no. it fun? No, sir. No. No, sir. Absolutely not? Zero fun, sir. All right. Like, dude, it's it's not. It's <laughs> no longer fun. It's all work. Like, the amount of time I've been looking into this and, like, just just focusing on this. Like, I'm tired. I don't want to do it anymore. Like, I, nothing would make me happier than to get through this holiday, like, next week and have it so that I'm not in the bottom four and I can just turn off my fantasy app. Like I'll just, I'll <laughs> shut down. I don't care about my other league or fantasy, but I will just shut down and just enjoy life for a little while. And, and I just want to be done because this is just, it's too much. Speak for yourself. I live for the pain. This is pretty much all I have right now. <laughs> if this was away, what am I going to do? You, you'll find a hobby. A hobby. Maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of just a loose rundown of where everybody stands right now. Obviously, this week isn't complete, so we can't give you anything exact. But you get the general uh, picture about what needs to happen for maybe yourself to make the playoffs or who you need to root for to lose going into this week. Um, but due to the holiday schedule, which is obviously why we're recording this tonight on a Monday, we're just going to jump into the matchup breakdown. We won't uh, waste too much time out here. We are actually going to start with Fleecer Famine versus the Max Street Boys. Uh, we are starting with that because it doesn't matter. Both of those teams are pretty much in the playoffs no matter what. That doesn't mean we won't talk about them, though. So, Josh, go ahead and take us away there. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, this is, fuck them. They're both in the playoffs. No, uh, um, yeah, no, I mean, that's a good, that's a good mentality you have. That's, that's just my, that's just how I feel about it. Look, Ian's got some interesting matchups specifically Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley against New Orleans. 
I just watched DJ Moore have a hell of a game, so you can pass on the Saints. Uh, they give up a lot of points to Kyle Allen, of all people. I think it's interesting they both have uh, the Seattle receivers, but yeah, I'm slightly, and I say ever so slightly, leaning towards Ian in this one. But like I said, who cares? You know, anything can happen, and these guys are going to enjoy fighting in the playoffs, so have at it, you bastards. Weirdly enough, I'm actually going to take Dom on this one, not for the sake of parody or anything like that. I just think he's got a couple poppers who have some decent matchups. I do think for Minnesota, you probably want to have the quote-unquote number two wide receiver playing against them. Um, and I think uh, James White is always good for his points, but Le'Veon Bell against Cincinnati and DJ Chark against Tampa Bay. I think he can just get uh, so many points in those matchups, whereas uh, Ian's got like his stack at one of their tougher matchups. Uh, David Montgomery's shit. He's just got he's got some unfortunate stuff sitting out there. Marvin Jones against Chicago, like nothing that you really really truly want. Also, Baltimore at 49ers defense as of right now. Lamar Jackson can't be stopped actively in the game that's going on. So I don't I don't see why he would stop. So I'll, I'll take Dom. I think he'll edge him out, but this game doesn't matter. Fuck the both of you. Yep. Uh, that'll take us to the next game, which is Ram Ranch really rocks. Luke coming in at dead last versus free MG coming in at I already made the playoffs. We're talking about this one next because, again, it doesn't fucking matter. Fuck these, fuck these guys. Yeah. Well, fuck you, MG. Luke, well... No, Luke. Fuck you. Fuck you, Luke. Luke's been rooting for me to be in the play uh, in the bot in the sacco since like I, maybe the season started. But he has made it very clear when we were in Discord yesterday how he felt about me getting my ass kicked by Derrick Henry. He was loving every second of it. He was he was rooting for me <laughs> to lose. He made it pretty unbearable, and uh, I hope he loses all the way out. And I hope he is the first repeat sacco that we've ever had. In a way, I would really love that, especially because he, the only privilege of being Sacco, if it is a privilege, dictate the next Sacco punishment, and I'm pretty sure that would be taken away from him, which is even better. Uh, it would truly be a, a, a real last place experience for him. And looking at their teams, there's no way I'm picking Luke's team. Yeah, there's no way. Give me MG. Running out Patrick Laird again this week. I don't, I don't know if he tried to like one-up me on my Kalen Balaj start, and he's like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Patrick Laird's the guy. What's like, yeah? What's worse than the number one running back in Miami? The number two. Yeah. So, <laughs> Luke Luke's roster is in absolute shambles. God forbid Freeman and Jeffrey are still hurt. Like he just genuinely has no one to roll out there, um, and he would be a heavy front runner to be Sacco again. So I think we'll both take MG, and we don't need to dwell on this matchup much longer. No, we don't. Um, but then that'll take us to a matchup that will matter next week. Uh, it'll be Boy Dog Edward, Charlie Earhart versus Team Spork Dan Hyder. This is, uh, it doesn't matter as much for Charlie as it really will for Dan, even if he does win this week. Although I think, you know, he's definitely going to win this week after he wins this and heavy sack of contention at five and seven with not a lot of points for going up against a very, very good team. And when I'm just looking at it at a glance, Charlie has some fire matchups out there. He has a couple tough ones because he does have two Houston players playing New England. But boy, there's a lot of good ones. What are your what are your thoughts when you look at this? Do you think Dan has a chance? Definitely looking at Charlie's team here, and obviously I'm rooting for him. But uh, he has, like you said, interesting matchups. I mean, the 49ers. I mean, New England couldn't stop Lamar Jackson, so I don't think anyone can. But 49ers are a pretty good defense. 
mm-hmm. uh, Fournette against Tampa Bay. Like they do stop the running back for some reason. I think they put eleven in the box and then don't guard the receivers. I don't know if that's their defense <laughs> or, or how that works. But and then you mentioned New England with a couple of those. I don't know. I I mean I'm hoping that Charlie's talent just wins out. Uh, I also don't necessarily love Dan's matchups and some of his. So I'm hopeful uh, that Charlie will pull this one out, and I'm taking Charlie. Yeah, I mean, this one is kind of weird because to me it comes down if Charlie's talent overcomes some of the matchups that you talked about. I kind of overlooked Leonard Fournette at Tampa Bay really really rough they're arguably the best team in the league against the running back because they don't care to guard anybody in the secondary and we'll i mean i already believe lamar jackson is 100 percent matchup proof but if he goes against the patriots and puts up a high point total and san francisco like what more could you honestly ask for he's just going to go out there and drop a ton of points every week regardless he's got some nicer matchups maybe waller kansas city cooper arizona stuff like that patriots defense mm-hmm. is always a good back pocket pick but when i look at dan's team the talent's just like it's not there he's still running out that redskin stack which is just embarrassing he's hoping josh gordon is like already developed enough chemistry to be relevant already uh, obviously, he's got Zeke and Gurley. Um, I haven't noticed uh, Gurley doing anything so far this game, but uh, he's got Arizona, which is nice. Elliot's got Buffalo, which is low-key nice. Uh, they're better against the pass than they are the run. But Garoppolo against Baltimore is going to be a much tougher test than it has been against the Packers or Arizona that he faced recently. So in the end, I like Charlie as well. I do think his talent will overcome his matchups enough to beat Dan's lack of talent, no matter who they who they have to play this week. I do think Dan is unfortunately going to be looking uh, dead in the eyes of the Sacco Bowl after week 13, along with Luke and Ben so far. That'll uh, move us on to our next matchup, which will be And All the Cat versus Pod Host Suck My Whiskey Dick. Another important matchup, especially for you, Josh, uh, but definitely not who you want to see Joe playing. Yeah, like this is like the worst, worst case scenario for me. And. I can't even say it with a straight face that I think Ben's going to win. I don't. (laughs) I think Joe's going to win. I just really hope that Ben somehow wins. Like, I don't know what has to happen, but uh, I just, I can't see Joe losing this matchup. So I'm hoping that he loses tonight so that it doesn't really matter and that the best he can do is tie my record. But man, if he wins tonight, he just, he just snuck out of the bottom four by the skin of his ass. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. So especially after this past week, the news for Joe's team is kind of a little bleaker, I would would argue. Um, The Chris Carson news is not good for him. That's rough. He had a back-to-back fumble in the Philly game and got yanked. And then not only did uh, Rashad Penny come in, he had over 100 yards and a touchdown, and the news with that was that it's going to be far more of a timeshare back there than it was initially. That is by far his... uh, Yeah, I would probably say it's the best player that he has on the team. Um, In a good offense, gets a lot of opportunities. So for that to go away really sucks. And if he's still rolling out Tom Brady, who uh, my opinion of him this year is not that high, he's no longer uh, make-any-throw kind of player. He's still elite game management leadership like Josh has said multiple times against my takes on Tom Brady is there's no other quarterback you'd want in the fourth quarter. And I do agree. That's still true. But for fantasy wise, he's not your guy. Right. I don't think so especially with a Houston team who's fighting for their lives and it's at Houston, that's a little dicey. 
When I look over at Ben's team, Drew Brees against Atlanta is nice. Lindsay against the Chargers is nice. And my hot take on Mark Ingram is his best games are arguably against the better defenses and not the worst. If the game is closer, they lean on him more. And their offense is still efficient that he gets better numbers. It's when they start blowing out people, Gus Edwards ends up with like 18 carries somehow. And I think San Francisco will be a close game, hard defense. He's going to get a lot of looks. They're going to want their best guy in those moments. And then he's got a super sneaky T.Y. Hilton healthy play at home against Tennessee and Jamal Williams. Packers looking to bounce back against a much easier defense in the Giants. He could have a big game as well. I think there is a genuine chance Ben can pull this out. Boy, that'd be awesome. I mean, he has great matchups outside of Ingram, San Francisco. I don't hate any of his matchups that he has out there. Not a single one. Um, yeah. Whereas Joe, I mean, that's I mean, definitely not the case. It's not like his matchups are hard, but as some of his guys are taking some rough hits going into this coming week. I I think I will take Ben. Oh yeah, I think I Woo! will. I, go, Ben, go. I didn't plan on it, but I definitely just talked myself into it. You definitely talked yourself into it. And, I'm, I mean, I'm glad I took Joe because if it's anything like my fantasy football season, what I'm going to pick is going to be the wrong pick. So Yeah, absolutely incorrect. Come on, Ben. I mean, were my Ben takes good? I, I Genuinely looking at it, I think it's possible. Yeah, like they're not bad. I mean, look, Ben put up 170 points with this team. So, like, anything's possible. Ironically, I don't think he's changed the team really since then. No, I don't think so. <laughs> These are my guys. They're going to yeah. do it. This is it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is of all the weeks, like, hey, something can happen. He's even got Carolina's defense against Washington. Like, if that is the case, though, it's just Ben tying 50 pounds to his ankle and grabbing Joe before he jumps in the ocean. <laughs> going to drown them oh, both. So together. much. Drown so them both much, together, so. and maybe Joe gets that cheeky revenge game in the Sackable. I would love to see it. I think that that's, would be great. That's the uh, the Zach Brand and Super Smash Bros. where he's Kirby and he just sucks you in and jumps off an edge. Yes. That's what that would be right there. <laughs> oh my gosh, I do, I do really want that. That is a game I'll be uh, closely next week. I think that one will be fun. But uh, I'll take Ben. You'll take Joe. We'll move on. To San Fran's Disco Fort, he Niners and Alex Fear versus Pitter Patter, Zach Brand. Uh, we've kind of touched on it already tonight. This game could matter a little less for Zach if he can uh, squeak out a win this week. But if he does not, boy, he is going to have to come to play against a very good Alex Fear team. Yeah, he absolutely will. Now, I will say what we're not seeing in this matchup is Pat Mahomes in his starting lineup against Oakland at home, which look out. Are you implying that he's going to start Pat Mahomes at home over Jeff Driscoll? Jeff School, the Drippinator at home against Chicago? Yes, I am. I am going out on a limb and implying that. But look, Alex Fear's team, uh, from experience, man, he's on a hot streak. I think what was his lowest score, like 107 in the yeah. last like four or five weeks? Like he's yeah. just been on a tear. He's railing. He's been kicking everyone's ass. Brand's been doing well. I don't want that to go unnoticed, but I do think that Nick Chubb and Jarvis Langer are going to have a tougher time against Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh with yeah. all of the animosity that's built up there and the extra uh, oomph that's going to be in that game. It wouldn't even surprise me if one of those players just got kicked out just because a late push shove. Like I expect the refs to be really calling that one tight and throwing personal foul penalties everywhere. 
just to try and keep it oh, in check because hundred percent it the is going to be, be all ugly. over that game. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So meanwhile, you got Christian McCaffrey, who's a beast. Uh, Russell Wilson gets Minnesota, which I know that's supposed to be a tough defense, but nah, he's you tough. can throw on Minnesota, and Definitely. Uh, and I think it's probably going to happen. And I I just watched Derrick Henry just just fuck me up. So <laughs> I'm I'm still I'm still trying to figure out what happened there, but. Uh, I'm definitely taking Alex Fear here. Before I kind of talk about this, uh, live update as we're watching the game, Lamar Jackson is thrown for another touchdown, and he has 12 points through the first quarter. Oh, so, shit. Oh, shit. Come on, Charlie. Boy, the script is is uh, not looking good for so far, but I, I do agree with kind of what you're saying here. I think the heavy hitters for Fear have just been so unstoppable this year. Derrick Henry looks matchup-proof. Christian McCaffrey is... is the most matchup-proof player in the league, maybe sans uh, Lamar Jackson. But then Russell Wilson, he gets the job done no matter who they're really playing. And the rest of his roster rounds it out nicely with some decent matchups. Cortland mm-hmm. Sutton against the Chargers is good. Jameson Crown against Cincinnati is fucking free money. And then Ronald Jones has a, a decently important job in that offense. So I, I think this game will be very close, and it's going to suck for Zach that it's going to be close because I don't think he pulls it out. And even if he doesn't win this week, he's going to have so many points for, but his record won't be enough. And he might end up as the heavy favorite to come out alive in the sack. I think there's a, a chance that he could be in contention there. Although if Dan, if Dan loses uh, week 13 and Brand somehow wins, Brand will live. He'll have the points for. So, so I don't know this one, this one will be very dicey. We'll see if Brand Squeaks out a win this week. He'll be setting himself up for a success. But if he doesn't, I think he loses the fear, and I think he's in the sack. Love it. All right. That'll take us uh, to the playoff. Uh, relevant games. We'll start with four team name not found versus Juicy Smooch. Mm, so Juicy. We have Alex Crouch ruining the league versus Ryan Lachey. I've always loved his team. It's the worst team I've ever seen. I've never contradicted myself. I've had the same take on this team all year. Josh, what are your, what are your thoughts here? Do you see a favorite? Do you, do you think someone really has the edge in this matchup? This is the biggest coin flip for me. Deshaun Watson, Carlos Hyde getting New England's defense, uh, and also Sony Michelle at Houston. I just don't like that game uh, for fantasy. Not something I'd be excited about. No. Meanwhile, you got Joe Mixon going against a Jets run defense. That is really good. Wild card Josh Allen. You know, he does have Jacobs against Kansas City, but I do believe that to be kind of a shootout uh, in which, I mean, Oakland's going to want to establish the run, but Kansas City's going to put up a lot of points, and they're going to have to throw the ball. I don't know, man, especially with Julio Jones being banged up. They really need him going. If he's going, Alex has a better chance, but Devonta Adams has the Giants, and oh, God, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, mentally I'm kind of right there with you. For some reason, I mean... I mean, I guess it's still pretty close. The projection totals are only seven points off, and I do think it, it really will will be that close. When I look at Ryan's team, he has uh, some really rough matchups. I don't know. He has Bo Scarborough at Chicago. Do you, I don't know if he will play him or not. I don't know if he really has anybody better. But uh, the double New England matchup really sucks. But then on the other side, Adams against the Giants, Evans against Jacksonville. He could have two huge popper weeks out of those guys, which could literally save him. And if anybody's susceptible to a nice 200-yard, three-touchdown week, it's Alex Crouch. Yeah. He just takes him to the face. Yeah, he really does. But then Alex is 
Alex is in a, situ- a similar situation. He uh, has some rough matchups. Like you said, that Jets defense can be a little stymie. Julio against New Orleans is definitely not what you want to see. But then you have uh, Josh Jacobs against Kansas City. That's much better. Josh Allen has kind of been on a tear recently. Uh, he is He's put up decent numbers. He's just stopped turning the ball over at such a historic rate that he was in the past. His past four weeks were uh, 18, 25, 33, and 19. Like Those are absolutely going to get the job done. And Dallas is not that impressive of a squad um, overall. I don't know. They're, they're six and five or whatever. They're, for some reason, they're talked about being a great team, but at the same time, could definitely be just a terrible team. I think this one's going to be really, really close. I want to give the edge to Alex just over the course of the year, his team's proven to be more consistent than Ryan's. And it it would take a popper week from Ryan to pull this one off. But I think the consistency of Alex's team, they're going to show up next week. And I think that'll be enough to get the job done for it. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, so I scrolled down to the benches and I'm going to take Ryan uh, because I saw that he has Tyler Boyd who gets uh, Andy Dalton back and has the Jets, which is a pretty good matchup. And he has Robert Woods, who, from all intents and purposes, is back from his family matter and gets Arizona. So if he plays those guys in for, like, that Bo Scarborough matchup. Plus, he's got the Packers D against the Giants. I don't know who Alex is planning on streaming in that defensive front. I don't know if he really wants to go Indy against Tennessee um, or or what. But I'm going to give the slight edge to Ryan uh, and just Alex. This was – I'm right there with you, man. It's been a rough year. We'll just hopefully just – go to sleep and just wake up next year. <laughs> oh God. I think that's a coma. Yeah. But hopefully their matchup will also be one that does not matter because we will get into the main event. <laughs> the marquee matchup of the year. Oh man. Champ is here. Myself defending champion, putting his playoff hopes on the line against perennial Sacco bowl attendee, Josh Gillis hoping to stay out of it, which, boy, history would say he will not do. Right. Like, literally, all of the history goes to you, so you've got to be feeling good, right? You've got this in the bag. There's no way I win this week. Honestly, historically, I would make the playoffs and you would be in sack. Historically, yeah. Everyone knows that history repeats itself, and historically, there's I have no chance in hell. Like, this is easy money for you. I, I wouldn't even – if I were you, I wouldn't even look at your lineup of the week. I would just – <laughs> just enjoy your victory have fun you know if someone's hurt i wouldn't worry about it like you've got me yeah beat. Yeah, yeah don't even yeah fuck them it's already over man when you when you look at my team who are you worried about and why is it cole beasley <laughs> uh i was gonna say uh look I'll, so i will he- i will promise you no matter Look, someone could – Alex could drop Julio Jones. I won't pick him up. I will play Cole Beasley against Look, because it, it There's just something – I can't help it. When you need water, you go to the well. I just keep going back to Cole Beasley. Something always brings me back to you. It never takes too long. No matter what I sell do Peter still feel you here till the moment I'm gone. Come on, guys. 
I know, I know you, Colby Easley, Nathan Peterman. Like those are your boys. I get it. So here's here's what I'll say about our matchup. Could you imagine if they were on the same team? No, God. I hope I hope that never happens. Just for your sake, I don't think you'd be able to handle it. But if we're talking about players that scare me the most uh, with you this week, it's definitely it has to be Terry Kill. Uh, if he's if he's healthy, if his hamstring's good, he's going to go for fifty points. Um, but I will say this too. I think. The matchup that is most interesting to us and is most crucial for us is the Green Bay and Giants game. You have LeGarrette Jones. I have Aaron Rodgers. If LeGarrette Jones vultures touchdowns, I, I don't see me winning this game. Like It's, it's got to be you. But yeah. if Aaron Rodgers gets back to form, has one of those games like he had against the Raiders or Kansas City where he, they're throwing the ball, I like my chances. I mean, it's... It really is. Uh, it's a touchdown. Fantasy football is all about touchdowns. And uh, I think that game is going to have the most uh, impact on us for sure. Yeah, it's, it's hard to disagree there. Um, I would argue the Dallas-Buffalo game might have important significance. You have the number one wide receiver for Dallas, the number two wide receiver for Buffalo. I have the number one wide receiver for Buffalo. Um, <laughs> I obviously have the edge there. And then I also have the quarterback for the Cowboys. So for some reason, I'm going to be watching far too much of that game. You're going to... We're going to love, like, we're going to be sitting there on Thursday, right? Dinner's oh ready, God. and you and me are just glued to Buffalo and Dallas. <laughs> yes, we're going to be so confused. Yeah, they're, they're, what's going to confuse them the most is when I just start, like, fist pumping every time Cole Beasley touches a football. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that five-yard out that he's just his signature move, and everyone, like, you're oh, going yeah. nuts, everyone else. What the fuck is happening? Like, oh, we you, don't get it. Oh, you love the Bills? You're a Bills fan? No, no, no. Fuck the Bills. No, no, no. I don't give a shit about that team. I see you are betting against your former team. I know you're a big Chargers fan now, but Bengals with Red Rocket back at the helm against the Jets. Do you think they're going to get some of their old magic? Do you think uh, A.J. Green's going to come out of season-long retirement? And- no, I don't, I don't think A.J. Green plays. I think he's holding out because why in the hell would he risk his career to to play in a game at this age. at this point doesn't make any sense, but I am a little worried. Like it would have been nicer to have Ryan Finley there for sure with that defense, but um, the Jets they don't really do a good job of taking the pass away anyway. They they have a better run defense, which I'm encouraged by that, and uh, they do recently anyway. They've been getting sacks and turnovers uh, and scoring some touchdowns. So uh, Andy Dalton is probably more risk reward in terms of he yeah he could light me up but he could also if he's probably going to throw more interceptions too like ryan finley just didn't get close to players like didn't throw it to the defense or the offense it was just in the ground everyone yeah yeah it was in the stands in the ground like wasn't close but like dalton's one where like he could have three touchdowns or three picks he's he's a lot more uh Jameis winston-ish than than ryan finley so could be a good thing for me 
do you think for Ryan Finley that he would like throw the ball on the ref intentional grounding? He's like, no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. Was, yeah. Believe just, me, I think he's had to explain himself on a, a couple of throws. He's like, like no, 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 that was to Boyd. And he's like, really? And he's like, I swear. <laughs> really? Swear Wait, it was. How? I could see a little bit of that happening. Although I will say Cincinnati hasn't won a game yet. Maybe they're due. Dude, they've been due Maybe. since <laughs> since last year. And since never Marvin Lewis. Yeah, they were due last year. Um, whoever comes into my tight end slot, a genuine wild card. So is different every week. <laughs> last week, I was like, yeah, my boy Jaden Graham, Jimmy's brother. And his first reception in the first quarter was one reception for 53 yards. I'm like, you can sit out now. You did it. You, you, you did it, my man. I literally have never been more confused when I saw a Jay Graham. I was like, I'm almost positive Joe and Jay Graham. Like, when the hell did he make this trade? And then I saw he played for Atlanta, and I was like, wait a minute. This has got to be like a, a, a screw-up. Like, it's got to be a glitch or something. I actually clicked on him. That's a person. I had no idea who this dude did was. You, did you think I pulled a Dan in the draft? Yeah. Like, I literally, it was like, this, this has got to be. I went to the waiver wire. I'm like, no one has Jimmy. Oh, mine? Yeah. No, I was so confused. But, uh, yeah, Jimmy Graham. Let's let's see it happen. I got Jimmy Graham out there. I do think, I don't know, I do think it'll be very close. I like my studs matchups, though, and I think they're, they're going to carry me to victory here. I think in between Aaron Jones and Tyreek Hill, Aaron Jones doesn't have back-to-back shit weeks like that. So whatever happened last week, he'll be sure to be involved this week. Um, even if Rogers throws a touchdown, I bet it will be the Legarrette Jones. So I obviously I'm going to pick myself. Hopefully I'll make the playoffs again, have a shot at least uh, acting like I'm defending my title. Why uh, politely bow out in the first round? But who knows? Yeah, I mean uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm a sucker for punishment, so I'm going to pick myself here as well. Nice. And uh, I you know I need it. I'd say if I'm going to win this game, it's going to be uh, Aaron Rodgers and DJ Moore are going to be the two guys that uh, that really pull away. Uh, if, yeah, we didn't talk about DJ Moore, but that is scary. He's been I mean, turning it on lately. He Look, I, I've loved him all season, and I just thought, God damn, if they could ever get a quarterback. And then I don't even know what happened in this New Orleans game, but Kyle Allen decided he was going to make up for his – four interception game and start throwing the ball accurately and Kyle Peterman Allen. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is exactly who it is. But uh hopefully he can keep that going because DJ Moore is a beast. And then like I said, that that Jets defense is my wild if they yeah. if they get some points there too. Whew. But that uh that'll do it for the last regular season matchup breakdown. I'll take myself. Josh will take his self. Not biased at all there. Before we kind of end it here, Josh, I'll invite you and I'll do it myself. Give your full-on playoff predictions and your full-on Sacco Bowl predictions. Not who's going to win it all, but what the final outlook will be. I'll go ahead and go first here. I think Charlie M.G. Dom, Ian, myself, and Alex Fira will be in the playoffs. And I think the Sacco will be Luke, Ben, Joe, and Zach Brand. I think Charlie's going to squeak this week out, unfortunately for him. I don't think he'll beat Fear. And then with four wins, he will not make it out of that bottom hole that he's in. What are your predictions, Josh? All right, so for my predictions on the playoffs, uh, Charlie MG, Dom, Ian, yes. I'm actually going to take Ryan because yep. and Alex Fear. 
because that's who I took to beat Alex. And of course, it's under the assumption that I beat you. Would have been and a hot take the, if you switched it right there and said Alex. I mean, that would have been <laughs> just hedging my bet a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I got uh, Luke and Ben. Absolutely, I'm putting Joe in there. I I think he's gonna fuck it up somehow. And I'm actually going to say Zach Brand gets out. I'm gonna say Danny is there, and it's going to mm. come by the skin of his teeth. He's starting to make the the points come back on me, but I think he's going to run into an issue where he and Zach are both gonna lose. But Zach's got a, a point lead. Yeah, he's not gonna be able to overcome. So I'm gonna put Danny there as well. All righty. You heard it here. Thanks for sticking around all regular season. The podcast will continue during the playoffs. I know Gillis might turn his phone off, but I'll get him here every Wednesday to talk about all the people doing things he can never do. Other than that, Josh, you have anything to tell the people out there before you sign off here? Um, not really. Uh, pray for me in the outcomes <laughs> that I need. And uh, let's hope try that... Get, uh, try to get God on your side? That's not fair. I'll try to get any, anyone who wants to be on my side. I'll do whatever it takes to just not be in the bottom four again. I just want the season to be over. That's it. I don't even. I don't even want to win anymore. I just want to. I just want to not be in sack. That's all. Well, that's the saddest sign off we've had yet from Josh. But other than that, everybody go fuck yourself. Can't wait to see you guys in the playoffs. See ya. See ya.